0: You're listening to the Affirmation Attic Podcast with Pyle Corley. This podcast will teach you about the power of affirmations while making manifestation easy and accessible for you in order to enhance your spiritual consciousness. Thank you so much for being here and now it's time to get started. If you're looking for a space to navigate life's light and dark moments, I invite you to download my app Affirmit. It's an app I crafted to help you create your spiritual practice because I know how hard it can be to manage your energy throughout all the different things life throws at us. So, we celebrate the light and the dark. We're not asking you to be positive all the time. We're super, super raw, super real, and welcoming to all the feelings. And so, Inside of the app, I've created a ton of intentional features to help you with your spirituality. We have daily affirmations to help you stay consistent on your journey. We have guides, practices, and journaling to help you with the self-improvement. And we have guided meditations and visualizations to help you deepen your practice and connect to yourself. One of my favorite things that I've created for the app is actually guided affirmations. So it's something you listen to. It helps you effortlessly reprogram your limiting beliefs. And lastly, we have affirmation reminders. So that way you can get the good kind of notifications and affirm anytime and anywhere. So I invite you to download the app today. Start your free seven-day trial. And after that, it's only $4.49 a month and even less if you do our annual plan. Head to the show notes to download it on your phone today. everyone welcome to the affirmation addict podcast my name is file and i am so excited because i never talk too much about soulmates because i get uncomfortable um i'm just gonna be vulnerable honestly no holding back i manifested my soulmate i'm very open about that but the reason i get so uncomfortable with talking about manifesting soulmates is because I never want to come off as someone who's just trying to sell you or take advantage of your vulnerability for wanting to feel loved. Um, at my core, that is why it is so hard for me to talk about these super sensitive topics because I can see where I used to be in that place. I was in a very vulnerable state, and I never want to come across as taking advantage or giving you false hope. And I think that's a personal insecurity because fundamentally that's just not who I am. I just never want to take somebody in a position when they are seeking love and just take advantage of that. I never want to come across like that and I never want to do that. Um, And I think honestly, as I'm talking to you, what I realize is that is my own insecurity of how people perceive me because Ethically, I have very strong boundaries, so I would never do that. But really, probably the root of it is me not having enough confidence in myself to not care about how other people who are trying to manifest their soulmate or who aren't might see me. Um, So that is the way my brain works. And when I have a limiting belief, that is the conversation I have with myself. So thank you for listening. Um, But I did just want to share, and that because A lot of people ask me, and I always talk about my story very openly, but I get nervous to make specific things. I get very uncomfortable because I never want to take advantage of someone who is just craving more love, which I think we're all worthy of and we're all deserving of. So that is the honest truth. And speaking of honest truths, I am going to be sharing three honest truths about manifesting your soulmate. So it's not going to be like how to manifest your soulmate. I actually have a workshop on that. That is the one thing I have. It is literally in my app. It is basically free. It's five bucks to download my app and it's a monthly subscription. So that is my offering at the moment that I have on manifesting your soulmate. And I have a ton of other tools inside of the app. So this is not about how to manifest your soulmate. This is... Like the process and different realizations that actually worked for me. Um, and I'm talking about this. How long have I known Tom? What year is it? 2022. I think I've known Tom for five years or maybe four. No way. Four is too short. We're married. Four or five years. He's been in my life. This is very bad that I don't know. But see, time is an illusion. So it's okay. Um, okay. Back to the topic. I wanted to share different things that worked for me, different perspective shifts. That worked, And I just don't think I never saw them talked about. Maybe now they are. But four or five years ago, manifestation was very unheard of. um, Not normal as it is now. And I just really wanted to be honest about different things that really, truly worked for me in my journey to manifesting Tom. And kind of some uncomfortable stuff that no one talked about, but were very real for me. And I'm so grateful for them. So they might feel like bad things, but they're not. Um, They honestly wouldn't make me who I am today. So let me dive in. So three truths about manifesting your soulmate that I wish people talked more about or I wish I knew. So number one is it is so true that focusing on yourself is what matters. I kid you not, the moment I started acting for myself. I started just doing things only for me. Even though I knew I wanted a soulmate, it wasn't my biggest priority at the time because I just got out of a breakup. So I literally, the moment, I kid you not, I manifested, Tom, in a week after this, um, the moment I took time for me and started doing things on my own accord, not for anybody else, not for my family, not for friends, just for me. What did Pyle want to do? That is the moment he showed up in my life. And the reason this is so true is because I really believe our soulmates are extensions of who we are. And I'm talking about romantic soulmates. I don't know what your beliefs are on friends or other people as soulmates. I personally feel very connected to the idea that you have one soulmate. I don't know. that We don't have to talk about that today. But that is how I am right now. Um, Anyways... I personally think manifesting Tom and manifesting your soulmate truly happens when you can show up for yourself in an authentic, wholesome, and genuine way. Not just showing up for yourself because you're trying to get a result, not just showing up for yourself because you want to post a picture about it, but showing up for yourself because you really want to and because that is what matters to you. So how I showed up for myself is it was my senior year of college, and I just broke up with my boyfriend, and I never traveled anywhere, and travel is a big part of just what fuels me, and it's a big part of who I am, and I booked, and I think connecting these dots, I booked six or seven solo trips. Not all of them were solo. Some of them I was visiting people, but I booked it by myself. I was just like, hey, I'm going to come and visit you. does it do these dates work for you? Other trips I did truly do solo. And I booked six of those trips over the span of two evenings. And literally the second trip I was on was when I met Tom. Um, It was a friend's trip for college. I almost didn't go on the trip. And that's when I met him. And I really believe it was because I was doing it for me. I was doing things that I have always wanted to do, but I just never had the energetic space to do it. No one was stopping me. My ex at the time didn't tell me not to. It was more so I just didn't prioritize me. So a kind of a way to think about this is how do you think you would show up for yourself if everything was good? Not even manifesting your soulmate. If everything was great, whatever worries, whatever stresses you have, if they were all gone, But everything that's missing, quote unquote, in your life, if that was all gone, how would you actually show up for you if everything was perfect to your definition of perfect? That is what I started doing. I was like, you know what? I have a job lined up. I don't have a guy in my life. Fine. Not that important. I was like, this is my time to travel. And even after I did meet him, I still went on all those trips, by the way. So I didn't cancel those trips because he showed up and he didn't join me on any of those trips. Um, I still went on all of those trips and I could not be more grateful because those were some of my most exciting trips because that was one of the only times I truly solo traveled when I was a young, I don't know how old I was, 21 year old girl. 20-year-old, but I don't know how I was. I think I was 21. Um, And so, yeah, I feel like we always talk about you need to show yourself love to manifest your soulmate. That is true. But what does that actually mean and look like? It might not be going and getting a massage. Like, How does that actually relate to manifesting your soulmate? It doesn't. So think about what does love mean for you? What does being your true self mean for you? And you might not have a verbalized answer. This is where your intuition really comes into play. Follow those little gut feelings. Follow those like, I just want to do this and go do it. Like, Maybe you'd think about what you would do with your soulmate. Maybe you want to travel with your soulmate. I'm sure that was important for me. I really don't remember, but I mean, me and Tom travel all the time now. So maybe that's why the travel thing worked so well for me is because traveling with my soulmate was a big key factor for me. Um, and so that might be why it's connected. So think about it in different lenses. It might not be going and getting a facial. Facials typically are you time. It's not you and husband time or you and wife time time it's not you and soulmate time all the time so think about really like connecting a true meaning of focusing on yourself through the lens of a soulmate what that feels like for you so I hope that was helpful I know I kind of got a little distracted but I hope that was helpful part one number two is your insecurities will not go away when you manifest your soulmate um I think there's this kind of misconception that you only manifest your soulmate once you've healed all of you. And I don't think I healed much of me until after I met Tom. Um, my biggest insecurities, I will name them, um, were loud and proud when I was with Tom. So number one, I always wanted to be physically with my partner Tom was in the military. We had a long distance relationship and he was deployed for literally about a year of our two years before marriage. So we were not together very often. Um, That was a giant insecurity I had to deal with. Insecurity number two is I always wanted our, my husband to be Indian and get along with my family and he wasn't. And I was dealt with, I was given the cards to learn that. One, being Indian doesn't mean you'll get along with other Indian people, which is so shallow of me, but that's how how my brain was. I'm just being so honest with you. Um, and the other one was like just these insecurities that like my parents wouldn't approve of him and he wouldn't approve of my parents and my culture. And one thing that actually came up for me, and I didn't know this was important, but Us being different races and different skin colors, I'm like very proud of my skin color most of the time. I didn't realize how much that would come up for me. So your biggest insecurities, once you have manifested your soulmate, you're in that relationship I just want you to know with all my love that your insecurities might blare out at you, but look at them as your lessons. Look at your triggers as your lessons. Look at your insecurities as opportunities for growth because I kid you not, my biggest insecurities, our relationship helped me get through those and it only made me better for our relationship and it only made our relationship better. That being said, there were a lot of Tussles, and there were a lot of me crying on the phone asking him to remind me that he loved me i did all of that i did all of those things i was a typical insecure girlfriend um very insecure in my opinion i think I was super insecure and i really feel like i was able to take those insecurities and learn through them with his help Uh, and i need to make that really clear he deserves so much credit for dealing with me and dealing with those insecurities in such a loving way. He helped me navigate those. And I don't think that's a bad thing. Some people might have different thoughts on this, but for me, my insecurities show like really showed up in our relationship, but it made me who I am, um, in the best way. Like he allowed me to love myself even more. It was very hard for me because when I was manifesting him, I did manifest him loving me and completing me. Um, And I thought my soulmate would complete me. And that is something that I know now to be not true. He just made me even better. Um, And I had to be with him to help him fully love myself. So there's a misconception that you have to fully love yourself in order to manifest your soulmate. I don't necessarily think that's true. Um, I think focusing on you and taking action to take care of you is different than fully loving you. And so I don't want you to feel that pressure of like, you have to fully love yourself in order to manifest a relationship. I think you should work on it. I worked on it, but it doesn't necessarily have to be like a full circle. Um, because I'm going to be so point blank. I don't think I fully loved myself until after I met Tom, because I was literally forced. He would be on deployments and we couldn't talk. He would be long distance. He would not be able to text me. Like, all of the things that were my kind of sources of confirmation, a text, a phone call, knowing where he is. I had none of that. Like everything was so forcefully stripped it away from me because it's probably what I needed. The universe was like, you're literally only going to learn the hard way, but I'm so grateful because like now I'm in such a healthy place, not only with myself, but also us as a couple. I'm so grateful because I feel like if we had it easier, I don't know if our relationship would be the same. Um, I'm so thankful because it really taught me what mattered. It would bother me if he read my text message and didn't respond right away. Now I'm like, oh, he's probably busy. That's okay. But back then I was like, wow, he hates me. He's going to break up with me. And being okay with where you are and where you were and that bridge, I think, is so powerful because – I don't think it's fair to tell people, well, you have to love yourself first to manifest your soulmate because all you want is love. Like fundamentally, yes, that's true. But there's also a big part of me where I realized I did not love myself and Tom and our relationship did help me get there. And I think our relationship started truly thriving when I finally came to a place of not being fully dependent on him for my own happiness. Um And this kind of goes into my next point where your soulmate isn't meant to complete you. Um, Your soulmate for me is meant to be a deep partner through your life. Um, I think there's a big misconception. Like I do feel like without Tom, I'm not the same. Like I do feel a level of that completion. I do feel a level of wholeness, of course. But I think there's so much more deeper stuff when it comes to your soulmate, like that your soulmate is like your biggest mirror and your biggest reflection into where you can grow and your biggest opportunity to deepen your spirituality and you coming back to yourself in a very twisted, backwards, beautiful way. Um Where I think my misconception also was that once I manifest my soulmate, I'm good. Like, life is complete. But it wasn't. Like, there's still more growth. There's still more journeying. There's still more lessons to be learned. And I'm so grateful that I got to learn those lessons and I was proven wrong. Um, Maybe I should rename this episode to three things I was wrong about when manifesting my soulmate. That might be a more fitting name. But I'll keep it as the same. But that's truly what this is, is three things that I was necessarily wrong about when I was manifesting my soulmate, even though I did manifest my soulmate, three beliefs that I was wrong about, that I was humbly proven wrong. And I'm so grateful where I really think we think that our soulmates are meant to complete us. And we think our soulmates are kind of like the last checkbox. And I really feel like, meeting Tom was just the beginning. And our relationship gets deeper and deeper in so many ways, like spiritually, experientially, like we do things that I wouldn't usually do. I learned so much from him. I literally feel like if he was in my place talking to you guys, and if he was in my place sharing his mindset, he, in my opinion, has a much better mindset than me. He has much more, um, He's, I just think he's a much more spiritual person than I am, truly. Uh, he, won't, he doesn't see it that way. But my definition of spirituality, I just feel like he is my goal. Like, he is so okay with himself and so trusting, where I still don't always trust the universe. And he is just so calm all the time. So... I don't know. I feel like for me, my soulmate was my opportunity to deepen my relationship with spirituality with myself um, in the best way. And I'm really grateful that we built communication, built keyword. We didn't always have great communication. I always communicated, but that wasn't his strong suit. So that was a learning thing. So don't put the pressure tip number four, basically, which I wasn't planning, but honest truth number four is your soulmate doesn't have to check off every single box or every single quality. Like they can grow and we can change. Like I have changed so much. When I met Tom, I was so insecure of and unsure of myself and just, doing things because it was the right thing to do and now I am so much more sure of myself and I'm so much more aligned with who I really want to be and who I am that I didn't have that clarity before which I'm so grateful that I do have it now and the thing is, is we sometimes put so much pressure on whoever we're trying to manifest that so they have to be this perfect person and we're not perfect and they don't have to be either and it's about being willing to change and grow and and journey through life with someone. I really think that is what soulmates are, is that mutual desire to journey through life. And I think that's beautiful. And I think it's so much growth that you can do after manifesting your soulmate. Like the growth doesn't stop in the best way. And I wanted to really share that. I think that's my bottom line is once you manifest your soulmate there's so much more to be done in the best way. And so don't get discouraged if you have manifested your soulmate and there's work to be done. There's growth to be grown. So I didn't even know if that's a word. But you know what I'm trying to say. And so I hope this episode was helpful. It is these are different topics that really resonate with me and looking back on who I was and where I was and what types of thoughts I was thinking when I was in the process of manifesting my soulmate. Um and where I am now and looking back as to what really worked for me and what's worked for other people I've helped, other clients and other members of our community who have manifested their soulmate. It's kind of that unspoken truth that I really wanted to share. So I hope this helps you. I hope this connects with you. And if you have any questions, please DM me and I'll direct you to the right place, to the right resources to further help you. So I'm so grateful for you. And just thank you for being here. I always get a ton of questions in my DMs from people asking how I can manifest. The truth is you can really manifest anything as long as it's for the greatest good. And if you're having trouble manifesting something right now or you feel stuck on your journey, I have a really beautiful resource I've made for you. It's a free quiz. It's called the Manifestation Archetype Quiz. And it's something that I've created so you can find out your manifestation style to give you more clarity on your spiritual journey. After taking the quiz, you're gonna receive the best resources for your specific archetype to help you attract your desires based on where you're at and what you want to create. So you can find a link to the quiz in the show notes or just head to my website at www.affirmation-addict.com. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If this episode resonated with you, it would mean the world to me if you can rate, interview the podcast and share it on your social media so I know to keep creating episodes that are inspiring you to manifest. I'm so genuinely grateful for the time we shared today and I'd love for you to join the community by following at Affirmation Addict on Instagram. To continue diving into spirituality and manifestation, head over to my website, affirmation-addict.com. Until next time, I'm sending you so much love and so much healing energy.